Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Kingdom of Honor. I am, as always, I'm your host, Zanman Shane Sabunium. Uh, joining us soon will be my buddy Jeff, the Honorable Jeff, um, my regular co-host and only co-host, really. Um, and you know, really, we had we had nothing planned for tonight. So I mean, this is basically going to be, you know, Jeff likes to call this an ADD show. This is going to basically going to be the ultimate ADD show. We have no topics in place, really. Uh, we have no outline. I usually at least have some idea what we're going to be talking about. But, I mean, other than just trying to get some kind of a discussion about pro wrestling, I really have no idea um, what we're going to talk about tonight. I mean, there, there's obviously rumors about AEW making an announcement in a couple of days about finally about where their TV home is going to be and and how uh, how this show is going to be available on, on pay-per-view. I mean, it's only 10 days before the event, so... Um, you know, that's how they're doing things. Um, and I think Jeff has finally just joined us. Are you there, Jeff? I honestly don't know if I am. I don't know if I am or I'm not. My Skype is now not working. Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. (coughs) I can hear you and I can hear a little kid in the background. I was here to your usual kidnapping stuff again. Yeah, obviously. All right, so what are we doing? Ah, we're we're doing a show. Oh, okay. we're do, doing it. We're doing our, our our usual Monday night radio show. Oh well, that sounds good. Glad I was able to join. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we had, like I was just like I was just saying to the audience, we really had no set agenda or topics to talk about. It's not been kind of a slow. I don't know if it's been a slow wrestling week, but I mean, it's certainly we didn't, at least I didn't have time to watch the uh, the stuff that was going on with uh, with Ring of Honor this weekend um, and, and New Japan. Um, I haven't had time to do anything in in probably three weeks. Yeah, I, I did. I did see that uh, our boy Shane Taylor is the new Ring of Honor Television Champion. Really? Well, I'll be having to watch that. I wonder what's up with the Jeff Cobb slide all of a sudden. Well, it was a fatal four-way, so Cobb lost the title without getting pinned. So it was uh, – who who was in that match? I think it was Goto – yeah, it was Goto, Cobb, Taylor, and 
Um, uh, somebody else from some somebody else from Japan, I'm pretty sure, um, in that match. And uh, yeah, so so Shane Taylor ended up pinning. Oh, it was Brody? No, it was Brody King. He ended, he ended up pinning Brody King to win the championship. So it was Goto King, uh, Taylor, and then Cobb defending, and then Shane Taylor walked away for, with it. Interesting that uh, Brody King eats a pin. Yeah, it is. Considering how well they've been booked. Yeah, well, I mean, and I, and I think he was in that match because PCO was in the title match against Taven. So I think they kind of both ate pins on that night. Well, they said yeah, it was I an opening match. He lost the championship already. I don't know. I'm <laughs> trying, to, trying to find results now, so... Cobb, PCO, Roosh, and Lethal battle in four-corner survival match. What the hell is this? Are there results anywhere? I don't know. My piece of shit computer has been acting up all week, so I haven't gotten anything done. It's been being a, it's been being a piece of shit? Yeah. And normally it's not, so... <coughs> Jesus, Red Titus got a win in Chicago. Really? Yeah. What kind of a match was it? It looks like just a regular match against Rayo, whoever Rayo is. Yeah, no kidding. That's probably why he won, because it's probably a jobber match. Yeah, but still, isn't he a jobber? How can a jobber beat jobbers? That doesn't happen. I think he's a JTTS. I don't think he's just a regular jobber. No, no. Although in this, age, although although in this stage of, of the game, you know, is there a difference really? Uh, is there even? Oh, Kenny King is no longer blind because he beat Jay Lethal, so that's good. It is good. Of course, he didn't. He didn't beat him when the title was on the line, which was what you and I wanted. But right. I, I'm I'm in a little bit negative mood today. I, I was I was severely disappointed with last night's episode of Game of Thrones, and it's, and it's really thrown me into a, a negative uh, negative state of mind the last uh, 24 hours or so. My kid hasn't stopped talking for two days, so. Um, how do you know you haven't been there the entire time? Every second I've seen been around him, he's he's talked. Oh, cool. Oh. Uh, Cole Cabana wrestled James Storm to a draw in Chicago. I, th- I don't think this is War of the Worlds. Yeah, War of the Worlds 2019 Chicago TV taping. <laughs> Time limit draw for the, for the interview with National Championship, huh? Yep. Can I quote Tony Schiavone on that one? No, please better don't. Put butts in, better put butts in the seats. Well, I mean, Cole Cabana's got a whole new attitude now. So Game of Thrones wasn't what you thought it would be, huh? No. Did you watch it? I haven't seen one episode of Game of Thrones. Well, well that's what I thought. I was just so I was surprised that you. Uh, no, it, it was. I thought it was. I thought it was completely. A completely awful episode. 
probably my least favorite episode of the series since I can't since off the top of my head I can't think of any that I've actually hated other than that one. So. Which sucks. You know? Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the season right. fina- hopefully the series finale next this coming Sunday will be uh, a lot less offensive to my tastes. Okay, Cobb dropped both the never title to Tai Chi and now the Ring of Honor title of Shane Taylor. Yep. But he still is yet to be pinned. Oh, he was Wait. pinned in New Japan. Yeah, he was pinned to Tai Chi. Yeah, he has not been pinned on uh, Ring of Honor television. Maybe that's what they're trying to say. Where are you, where are you seeing this out on the results page you're looking at? I I don't know. I'm trying to find results, and they're just kind of everywhere. There's nothing okay. that's real. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I was going to try to watch Thursday night's show after we did our after we did our live uh, our live review of the uh, well, not review, but we we did the watch along of the Wednesday show. But I didn't get a chance to watch the Thursday night show either because I was feeling absolutely miserable that day and ended up just going home and going to sleep. Yeah, I don't even remember what Thursday was. I think Thursday I was sleeping by like 7.30 again. And then Friday and Saturday were just busy out of, out of town. Well, you know, you know how miserable I've been lately, and that, that was one of, the, one of my worst days. So. Right. And I, and, and, I think, and I think some of it, and honestly nothing, about, nothing against doing this show or, or you, it's just I think, I think some of it was probably just wearing myself out, talking for three hours about wrestling the night before. You know? Yeah, it I mean it it was a weird show on Wednesday and it's, it feels like it's starting off to be a weird show today too where there's not there there wasn't really much to talk about but then once we finally got into watching the show and got into a rhythm everything worked out. Yeah. Um, and this one's starting late. I've got a child who's literally chewing on my ankle and uh you know all that today seems like it's starting off a little weird. Yeah, well, I didn't expect this to be a super long show because I did. There just isn't really that much on our radar, I don't think, right now. Uh, I, try, I, try, I even tried to watch Major League Wrestling last night, and I couldn't focus on it, so I really don't have much to say about that even, either right now. The only other, thing other than that believe, I, I other than can, other than can you believe that Selena Del Rio is only like twenty two, twenty three years old? Yeah, that I couldn't believe. The other thing <laughs> that uh, um, I was impressed with was the Austin. Uh, I, I can't. Ace Austin versus um, uh, Ray Horos. That was yeah. a pretty, pretty good match. That was a yeah, lot better than I. And I thought it was going to be a good match, and it was better than I expected. It was. I just, I just, I just don't like the fact that uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't like they're pushing all the luchadors. You know, I think I think Austin could have easily gotten a victory there. It would not have hurt hurt Horus at all. And I think he probably should have. I don't know what they're building him for, but um, I did hear that Sammy Callahan is going for their new never open weight title or X division title or whatever they're they're calling it. Yeah, they're calling it never the uh, yeah they're calling it the national open weight championship, I believe. But I don't think he's. That's I don't what think I heard. On... Four guys are, I don't think he's one of the four guys that are in the finals though. You know, there's, there's, four, there's four guys. Go ahead. 
I, I'm just trying to figure it out because I heard somebody else call it the X Division too. Oh, that's. Weird. I know on TV they called it the National <laughs> Openweight Championship. Yeah, I didn't know they were out of Orlando. I don't know why. Who's that? Um, MLW. I don't know why I thought they were out of California for some reason. Yeah, they were out of Florida. Now they're headquartered out of out of New York. Okay, Sammy, Sammy Callahan's not even in it. It's Gringo Loco, Alex Hammerstone, uh, Brian Pillman Jr., and Rich Swan. By the way, I really like Alex Hammerstone. Right. He's a stud. He's yeah, this, this week on... Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I And, I, I mean, he's unfortunately kind of a step behind... Um, MJF at this point, but out of that, out of that whole little faction war that's going on between the two, I, Alex Hammerstone's the star that to look forward to coming out of it. But it looks like this week on Fusion it's Hammerstone versus Loco, and then next week it's Swan versus Pillman. Right, so we'll probably end up with, with Hammerstone versus Pillman. Yeah, and I, I could see Hammerstone getting the because he's undefeated right now. Hammerstone hasn't hasn't been beat yet. No, and, and you say, and you said you, you could see him as the biggest star of, of that rivalry. I think he's the biggest star in the promotion. You know, I think he's going to be he not, could, not right now, but I think it's going to be. Yeah, he he absolutely could be. I mean, MJF has always had that chance, but he's not. Uh, you know, he's not really there anymore. It's not his promotion anymore. Teddy Hart just unfortunately is as good and talented as he is. I don't think he has the personality to do it. And the other only other two real possibilities outside of Lawler is um, Mace Warner and Sammy Callahan. Otherwise, they seem to be banking all their money on luchadors. Yeah, and Callahan actually signed to actually signed to a. Pretty big deal with impact now, going forwards. So you know, I don't know how much he's going to be contributing to, to major league wrestling. Well, right? he he deserves. It. I mean, for what for what it's worth, he deserves it. He he worked his ass off in 2018. I thought he was one of the better parts of 2018. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he was he was fantastic, and both organizations that we that really watched him. In. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's trying to do a six, six figure deal with, uh, I don't know the exact amount, but he's, he himself said on JR show, he was trying to do a six figure deal with impact now. No, and I tried, I'm sorry. Oh no, I tried really hard to listen to JR's podcast and I just couldn't do it. 45 minutes in of just listening to JR talk, it was, I couldn't do it anymore. I just, I, I never even got to the interviews, to be honest with you. Yeah, I didn't say listen I, to the whole thing. I said listen to those interviews. All you had to do is fast forward through them. Fast forward yeah, through them, I should say. <laughs> I definitely should have, because by the time it got to the Adam Page interview, I couldn't listen to JR's voice for another second. I've never heard a more droning. Just there was no inflection to his voice. It just seemed like he was 
he was annoyed that he had to actually talk. So maybe it got better when Conrad joined, and it's now a two-person show. But I, the Ross report, the Jim Ross Ross report, I just I don't have much good to say about it from the little bit that I heard. Yeah, I mean, his his podcast for years has been a lot of him droning on and, and giving his opinions about different things that I really don't care, care about. So the, well, the episode I heard. So that, you know, the meat and potatoes is really when he when he gives a when he's got a, a guest on there that I want to hear hear what they have to say. Well, his um, like his droning on about the state of of wrestling was nothing more than just reading headlines. Oh, that's where the X division thing came from, and he's not even reporting information correctly. That's right. That's where the X division thing came from there, and the Sammy Callahan report. He was talking about Sammy Callahan versus somebody for the uh, MLW X Division title. That's where I got that from. Well, I think he actually, I think he actually was facing somebody in TNA for the, I mean Impact for the for the X Division title. Maybe that's what he was talking about. Oh, I think he had. A, I think he had. A, I'm pretty sure. He, he was pretty sure that Callahan is facing. Or is facing or did face Rich Swan for that championship? Well, there's one way to find out. I have Google right here in front of me. Yeah, you know, we really need we really need to get um, Homecoming Watch for TNA or Impact so that we can start getting caught up on that show because you know I think we both really enjoy it. Yeah, we got a lot of things we need to get caught up on though. I know we we have a few things that we want to do going forward. Yeah, we do. And do we want to talk about that a little bit? Or, we can. Or are, we gonna, I mean, are we going to finalize it first? Well, I, I mean, it's not – the only finalizing we need is to have the content. I need to be, be honest with you. All right. So, so what we've been talking about, guys, is is uh, doing some. Can you can you talk for a little bit? I got a child problem here. <coughs> so we, you know, we've been mentioning on the show a few times about about Patreon and about having different levels of support for that, and about having different shows out there. And what we kind of come what we come to come to the conclusion is that, you know, we don't have you know we don't have a ton of time in our personal life to be doing like a regular extra show every week or every two weeks as much as we would love to do you know that Desert Island show series that we had talked about about you know talking about a wrestler what matches in and promos we'd bring to a Desert Island show to Desert Island if we had to if we had to be stranded there and talking about their career and that kind of thing and um and so basically you know we were talking about you know putting that as one of our one of our levels of a Patreon is, you know, if if you if you do like a, you know one level, um, you would get the uh, you would get you know access to our archive, which is which is going to be going away once there's a changeover soon with uh, with Words of Pain Radio, that is coming up. As you know, it's been announced on a couple of shows now, so I feel comfortable you know letting you guys know we'll be moving to, I believe, Spreaker um, coming up in a, in a couple of weeks, um, and. And then also, you know, so so we're going to have 
that as one of the tiers. Um, another tier will be having you know hearing us talk about um, stuff like Star Wars and things like that on maybe a half hour to an hour show. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking talking. like I, I'm think I'm thinking like maybe doing a half hour shows like we used to do back in the day of just you know, 30 minutes of, of pick a sci-fi thing. It's been 30 minutes doing that. Like, like we used to do and we'd review one, one episode would review season one, a mirror, a black mirror. And then next episode we'd review, um, Marvel's, um, secret wars, you know, and just doing like quick hits. I, I know you and I, when we're talking, it's never going to be just a half hour, but if we could shoot for a half hour, that gives the listeners the ability to just kind of log in, get a taste of something else and, and move on and not have to, you know, devote an hour and a half to two hours. Right. So kind of one, I, I don't know, like a pop culture um, tier where you get access to um, 30 to 45 minute hour long episodes of just us talking about pop culture and then um, our desert Island series, which I want to kind of cap at an hour or try our hardest to keep it around an hour. Um, just cause like, like I said, I, I want to reward people for the different levels of being patrons subscribers. I, I want original content for them so that they can go and listen to these, but I don't want to make it so that it's so time-consuming that it's all they can do, that it's all, you know, that's it, that, that if they're going to if they're gonna do that, then they, you have to listen to all of us and all of us all the time. I, I want to make it so that it's, it, it's accessible, but it's easy to listen to on your way to work. Understand what I'm saying? Feel me? Did I lose you? <laughs> uh, no, I'm here. I'm sorry. I thought I was. Oh, okay. I thought I took myself off of mute. I must have put myself on mute. So, first of all, I'm never going to feel you. Um, secondly, <laughs> secondly, um, you obviously don't realize that you know the goal of all content creators is to be all, all content all the time. You know that's why WWE has eight thousand hour pay per views every week. No, the the goal of um, publicly traded. I mean, I there's there's a reality, and then there's WWE thinking. I mean, the reality is is we're not the only people on the planet. Um, I want to satisfy our listeners, make our listeners happy, and you know, make the fan base whatever happy, and give them the content they want without being a deterrent. Because I mean, if you look at it right now. We're getting to a point with all the wrestling that we're watching, all the hours of wrestling, that we don't have time for it. So things that when we first started this, we were so passionate about both just Ring of Honor and, and New Japan, and that was all we were going to watch. And then we started finding out all these other things. And yeah, it's enjoyable, it's fun, but in a week, I can't watch all that in a week. It, it's getting to a point where um, some of it's suffering. I haven't watched TNA in two months. I haven't watched NXT since Takeover. You know, I haven't. I, I I've hit a few matches here and there in New Japan. I'm not able to devote all of my time to everything that I love because there's just too much. And I, in my mind, if we were to put out two-hour episodes and multiple two-hour episodes, um, it, it's just it's 
and then with our weekly show, not only is that a lot of time on our hands, it's also a lot of time on our listeners' hands. Yeah, I totally agree. I was just, I was just being a smart ass. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, fine. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yep. So basically, <coughs> that's our plan going forward as far as, you know, if you guys want to support us, um, you can get yourself a little bit extra content from us going forward. You know, that, that'll be your choice. You know, I'd, um, I mean, that'll be, that'll be your, you know, an option for you guys. We would certainly appreciate it. Um, but like Jeff said, we also don't want to monop- monopolize your time. Um, and, um, and let's be honest, you know, hopefully, hopefully and, we, we have, you know, we only have one more show scheduled on the current LOP radio format after this week. So hopefully, We'll have it. We'll have, we'll have it announced it for you next week, and how all this stuff is going to work out. Yeah, hopefully, that'd be nice. What were you going to say? I just I, um, I along with you know supporting us and helping us out, we're we're getting you things too. In in addition to it, it's not you know for each tier you're going to get something extra, and and I'm hoping to parlay that into. You know, T-shirts at some time. I'm hoping to hear back from some of these promotions to see if we can put together like welcome packs and things like that. So, I mean, there's, it's not something that I'm, I, I want to just be, have as a, as a dead, dead end. You know, it's something that I, I'm hoping will turn into a great deal for and a bargain for for our listeners in the long right. run. Right. And for us. Let's make it. Let's try to make it as much a win-win situation as we possibly can. Well, yeah, definitely a win-win. But I don't want I don't want either one of us to get screwed. I don't want us to get screwed or our listeners to get screwed. I don't want to. Like I've seen other um, podcasters do it, where they throw out this Patreon site, and and they're literally it's there's so much stuff for each tier that you cannot possibly get your money's worth. Because you just you, there's so much stuff and you're so compelled to do it that you don't want to listen to it. You, and then on the flip side, I've seen other ones where they don't get anything. It's like uh, tier one, you get to listen to our show. Tier two, you get a button. You know, so I, I mean, I want to make it valuable for everybody involved. Absolutely. And uh, we don't really want to. Uh, um, you know, one thing that'd be fun to do would be like kind of like ex- excerpts or you know like like bloopers or deleted scenes from our show, but the problem is we do it live every week, so we really don't have any of those. <laughs> well, when we start taping for the um, the other shows, we probably will, for the half-hour segments and hour segments and stuff like that. But then again, what, what, what would possibly be a blooper since everything we do ends up on, even if it's not on the air, it ends up on the air? Because we end up talking about it. Because we are comedy gold. Well, you oh my are. God. Right. You're, you're, you're comedy gold. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. I, I'm just comedy. I'm more of like a comedy bronze. Yeah, you're more like my jester. So... I don't know if you saw it, Jeff, but but uh, you know you and I have been talking the, the last few weeks about how AEW has not announced still um, their pay-per-view streaming plans and their television plans. Well, it, it 
the rumor is that they're going to make an announcement on Wednesday morning and that they're going to be going with TNT, which is not a big surprise as far as their TV station. But I, 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 was, I saw something interesting when I was reading, reading about that. Um, and I know that you used to be a big uh, Bleacher Report guy. Do you still follow Bleacher Report a lot? I, I, I don't know that I follow it. I mean, I've got my um, teams bookmarked, and, and whenever there's an update, they send me something. Okay, so you're still but, subscribed to it, though. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, did you know that they have their own streaming service? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I had no idea. I had no idea. And did you also know that the streaming service is owned by Turner? That I did not know. Yeah, so Bleacher Report is owned by Turner, which means that that's most likely the place that you're going to be able to stream, um, at least for now, AEW's pay-per-views is going to be on that particular uh, service. I thought that their streaming service was podcast only. I didn't realize it was video, too. Oh, no, yeah. You can buy, like, NBA... You can like watch NBA games and soccer games and all kinds of things on it. I suppose it's stuff that's broadcast on Turner. Right, or who Turner has some kind of a relationship with. Sorry, I'm looking at Bleacher Report now. They also point you to like I read that they'd also point you to like baseball games and boxing games and things like that. So I think that in addition to distributing, they're also kind of a, uh, they get like a certain percentage or like pointing you in a direction. And if you buy like through their, through their service, something like that. There's nothing on their apps. So they must have a separate app. Yeah, they do. It's a bleacher report something. I can't remember what's BTR plus maybe, or something similar to that. I downloaded it last night on my phone, but I don't have my phone handy right at the moment. Um, so, I mean, the, basically, I think it's where you're going to... Because if you, if you look like internationally, it looks like in England, you can stream on ITV, which we which we found out on Wednesday. <laughs> Other countries, you're able to stream on Fight TV, but that's not been released to the United States. And it sounds like the reason for that is because it's going to be on the Turner-sponsored BTR streaming service instead. No... no, no uh, Acknowledgement yet, obviously, about what the price is going to be for the streaming. But again, if it's fifty to sixty bucks, they can forget it. It's uh, in-app purchases anywhere from ninety-nine to one hundred ninety-nine dollars per item. Wait, wait, wait! The minimum is ninety-nine dollars. Ninety-nine cents. Ah. Okay, let me force that. Okay, Arlo, I I understand. I heard you the first 74 times you told me. Okay, okay, I'll put it away. Alright, it looks like, yeah, it looks like the services are anywhere from 99 cents to a buck 99, or 199. $199.99. So it looks like you have to purchase whatever it is you're watching, which I guess depending on the live event, I don't know that I'd purchase a Braves game, you know, when I can just turn on TNT and watch it. TBS. Braves games are on TBS. Whichever one has it. Whichever one has it. I haven't watched a Braves game in 
probably two decades. I've been watching the Braves games since time. I haven't went to the Mets. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, I, I no, I have no idea uh, um, how that works. But, yeah, I'm just saying that I think that's where you're going to be able to buy um, double or nothing. But if it's like – again, if it's like 50 or 60 bucks, then to me they, pro- they price themselves out of, you know, the hardcore wrestling fan pocket, honestly. Yeah, definitely. All right, sign up with Google. Everyone, you are listening to me sign up live, so if I gasp, it's because my credit card got charged something it shouldn't have. Something something it shouldn't have, in quotation marks. Right, exactly. Oh, my God. This is not easy to get into. I don't want to find a team. I want to find out what the hell is happening here. Why am I looking at only soccer? Oh, that's because that's what's on today. So we're looking at May 26th is when the pay-per-view is, or is it 25th? May 25th. All right, it looks like the 26th is next uh, choosable day, and it's only soccer. Right, but I, think, I, but I don't think they're, I don't think it'll be on there until they actually make the announcement on Wednesday morning. On Wednesday, well, press conference. no, but I was looking. I mean, to see if there was NBA or anything, anything on there that was somewhat watchable. Ah, I see. And right now, it looks like it's just soccer. Which I'm, you know, I'm sure there's soccer fans out there. Do you not like soccer? I've no. I don't think I've ever watched soccer. I've never once in my lifetime. So you like hockey and football, but you do not like soccer. That's just wrong. Hey, I even like baseball. Oh, okay. So you, you can sign into your TV subscriber, which I just did. But in order to watch this, you have to watch it. Like, here's the Brewers-Phillies game. Now, if I want to watch this, I have to watch it through my TV subscriber. And, oh, it won't even let me. I have to watch through a subscription if I want to watch on the app, or I can tune to ESPN Channel 206 on my DirecTV. Right, so it's, it's basically telling you how you can watch these things. Yeah, it's not letting <laughs> you watch it. Interesting. Um, you know, I, I we did we we have that WWN app now, and I just and I saw there were some interesting results from the latest Evolve shows. We, we want to check we might want to check that out this week sometime. Watch some Evolve and and kind of talk about that latest show coming up. Yeah, I've been meaning to go back, and but like I said, it's like with everything else, I, I'm trying to keep current, but I'm also trying to go back and watch some of the older stuff, and I've been meaning to go back and watch some uh, of the Dean Ambrose stuff, well, Johnny Moxley on Sammy Callahan feud from 09. Yeah, 
mm-hmm. that I heard was insanely good. Did we ever? Did you ever get back on track about watching the Monday Night War stuff? I was on vacation, and that was fine and dandy. Then I had my kid. Um, thought I was going to get to do it the next week when um, I didn't have my kid. I ended up sick all week long, and now I've got my kid again. So, no, I'm, I still haven't gotten back onto it. Okay. It might take us 83, might take us 83 years to watch the uh... – that's the rate we're to, to, to watch the 83 weeks worth of stuff. <laughs> at the rate we're going, I, yeah, 83 years is a, sounds about right. That's funny. So yeah, I mean, so I mean, we got. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if we want to do another double or nothing preview this coming Monday on, on Monday's show. Or I mean, I'm just kind of spitballing here, but if we don't, maybe maybe we could we could either watch Homecoming. Or we can watch that, that latest Evolve show and, t- and talk about that next week. I'll try and get Homecoming watched, and I'll try and get the Evolve show watched, and I'll try and get uh, you know anything else done that I can. Um, I'll put the Evolve show on my uh, on the top of my list. Watch that first, and then go to um, Homecoming because I really do want to see that uh, Lucha Brothers versus LAX match. Right, that's one I really and then, of course, want to see. And of course, we're also like right at the beginning of the new, of the best of the Super Juniors tournament right now, too. Right, and I mean the tournaments are great. I love them. I love the way that they're they're put together. But man, that is a lot of shows over a couple of weeks, <laughs> especially right. in these round robin ones. I, it's not so bad when it's the uh, um, single elimination, like. Uh, the tag wars was right, but when once it's these uh, round robin ones, they are very time consuming. Well, I'm looking right now. I'm looking at, at B block to see if there's any if there's any this coming week that I absolutely absolutely feel like I must see. Well, there's Joe versus Bandito on the 16th. That should that, be that actually from yeah, and, and from the sounds of it, they're trying to push. Yo and Charlie Jr. as uh, single stars again. Well, at least for night, at least for right now during the during the BLSJ. Um, also, Bandito tomorrow takes on Phantasmo. Okay, that El Phantasmo from Defiance. Well, El Phantasmo, that's a member of the Bullet Club. Yeah. Huh? When did that happen? When did I miss that? It happened uh, during the uh, Antaku shows. So El Phantasmo from uh, Defiant is now a member of Bullet Club? Yeah. I'm going to start devoting some time now with watching NJPW. I love that guy. He's he's phenomenal. There, That was my first phenomenal of the night, guys. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. Um, we also have Whip Gordon taking on Robbie Eagles on Thursday and El Desperado on tomorrow. Let's see. <coughs> Osprey versus Bushi tomorrow, which is kind of a popcorn fart to me. Pretty much any Bushi match is kind of a popcorn fart to me, honestly. 
Yeah, and I I like Bushi to a point, but at the same time, he annoys me to a bigger point, so it's hard with him. Yeah, Taguchi and Bushi are the two guys that really... I don't care if I see it in any of their matches, honestly. All right, so now let's see about okay, let's see about A block now. <coughs> Excuse me. So A block. Shingo versus Show is today. Was today. We're going to go back and watch that one for sure, Jeff. Yeah. Anything with Shingo, and I'm a big fan of Shingo, too. Also, today, I, I March feel, is Jonathan Gresham. So, John, Skrull's in the best of Super Juniors. Yeah. So, what the hell's going on with his contract? I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's not maybe until the end of May. Or maybe he just decided to stay. Maybe. You know, Kota Ibushi did it. The other match today was Dragon Lee taking on Taiji Ishimori. Yeah, so those three matches are easily ones we have, we're, gonna have to, we're gonna have to take a look at. And then we have Skrull versus Ishimori on Wednesday. We have Show versus Dragon Lee on Wednesday. Then we have Teton versus Takagi, or you know, versus Shingo on Wednesday as well. So it looks like they're kind of doing like four matches a night, which is which isn't bad, really. No, it's really not. And that's um, those Ishimori matches. I mean, it. Skrull and Ishimori is one I really want to see. I really want to see that Dragon Lee match. <coughs> Damn it, so I have a feeling I'm going to be watching a lot of NJPW now. And then uh, Tiger Mast is taking on Marty Skrull on the 18th. Lee versus Gresham also on the 18th. Teton versus Ishimori on the 18th. And then show versus Takamichi Noko on the 18th. He's in the best of the Super Juniors. Yeah. Takamichi Noko. Yeah. I didn't even know yeah. he was still a wrestler. <laughs> Honestly, I can't remember the last time I saw him in the ring, other than to announce Zack Saber. Yeah, he's 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 usually the best of super juniors, and and he's you know otherwise he's usually just in like the ten man tags or whatever. I haven't even but seen yeah. him in those. Because we've been skipping them, remember? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you got me there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do like the way that they, they kind of have this laid out. That there's really only like four matches per night on the nights that there actually are cards, and then there's. Um, and then you know, it's just not like you have to go go out of your way to see every single one of those matches. So I'm I'm kind of I'm happy about that because you can just skip all the bullshit. Um, you know, like all the six man tags and eight man tags, and ten man tags and all that junk. 
which is never a bad idea. And which actually does make me sad because I do remember um, watching those 10 man tags is how I started to get to know new talent. Uh-huh. Like, uh, you know, I found Yo and Sh- well, I guess I take that back. I found Yo and Show when, when they won the titles. But, um, you know, there's so many wrestlers like Juice Robinson. I would have always skipped the Juice Robinson match. Just had no interest in him, but I started to see him a lot during 10-man tags. And he started to grow on me a little bit. Oh, he's he's in this field too, you know, right? In the juniors. Yeah. Since when has he been a junior? You weren't you weren't buying it, were you? I was I was trying to fool you, but Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't not no. <laughs> David Finley should be in there. At least he'd be doing something. He's got to be injured. He has to be. Yeah, I have no idea. Hmm. I'm trying to understand this because I know there's like 10 people in each. I know there's 10 people in each field, so really each person should have nine matches, right? David Finley uh, missed New Japan Cup due to shoulder injury. Injured at uh, Honor Rising. He suffered a dislocated shoulder at Honor Rising. That was a while back, dude. And according to this, on May, uh, um, the most recent update, he's still out because of it. Out six months with shoulder injury that he uh, suffered in February. Okay, so... That at least explains where he's been. <laughs> out six months for a separated shoulder, huh? That's crazy. Yeah. So there must have been some ligament damage. I guess so, because we, when... Uh, um, fuck, what's her name now? Well, Valor was out almost a year with his, or six to eight months with his. When he won the um, the Universal Championship to, uh, got, uh, and then had to let it go to the next night, that was because of a dislocated shoulder. Well, he right, dislocated but, be, but, but come on, when she ended up to dislocate her shoulder, she just slams it back into the post and comes back into wrestles. These guys are... Well, that's, what, that's what Finn did. He slammed it back into place and then finished the match. And it took a year off. You just got done seeing that. Well, it wasn't a year. It was six to eight months. Well, whatever. He's still a pussy compared to Shayna Baszler. <laughs> All right. So, so I've got these. I have these uh, tables up here telling me who's who's wrestling who. So, and when. So, um, who do you want to know? Like who's when their matches are. Uh, Ishimori. All right. So let me get, let me get back to A block. All right. So Ishimori is wrestling. Tiger Mask on May 29th. He's wrestling Show on May 26th. Dragon Lee again was yesterday. Uh, Teton this coming Saturday. Skrull on Wednesday. Uh, Gresham on the 24th. That's the day that I fly back into, into Minnesota. Uh, um. He's got Kanamaru on the 23rd, Taka on the 22nd, 
and then Shingo on the 31st. Yeah, and Shingo is going to be a good match. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I'm also thinking that this might be like the year that Will Ospreay's in both tournaments. Or I should say all three tournaments. He was already in the, the New Japan Cup, right? Yeah. He, and he's in the Best of the Super Juniors, so I wouldn't be surprised if after the Best of the Super Juniors, he's also in um, the G1 Climax tournament. I thought he bulked up and wasn't a junior anymore. He's a junior when they need him to be a junior, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense, then. That's probably why he had to drop the... Uh, the never title for now. <laughs> so that he could play junior? Yeah. Still so we have decision. So, so actually, if, if, you know, looking at looking at his run on uh, uh so this is four straight days, okay? Or actually four 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 show four matches in five days. He has El Phantasm on May twenty second. He has Bandito on May twenty third. He has Swift Gordon on May 24th, and he has Robbie Eagles on May 26th. Wow. Yeah. When does he When does he face Ishimori? He's in a, He's in a different block than Ishimori. Well, he he drew three Bullet Club members there, or two. Two, yeah. Yeah, Phantasm and Eagles and Eagles are both in Bullet Club, and they're both in B Block, and then Ishimori's in A Block. Well, they're well represented in this. Yeah, they're they they've got three, and um, um, Suzuki Goon has three as well, I believe, because Suzuki Suzuki Goon has Taka, Kanemaru, and um, Bushi. Uh, no, El Desperado. Yeah. And then LIJ has Bushi and Shingo. Right. And Chaos just has what, Yo and Show? And Rocky. Is Rocky, is Rocky retired or what? what is he? Is he semi-retired? What's the deal? I would say he's probably semi-retired, yeah. He wrestles when they need him to wrestle, and he does managing when they need him to do managing, and he does now the commentating when they need him to do commentating. I wish I wish he would just stick with commentating personally. Yeah, I I kind of do too. I, as much as I would I, miss I, the forever clothesline. Well, that's too. But I mean, at least then he could only just pop in maybe in Royal Rumbles. Or, I mean, Battle Royals and do that or something. But I mean, I just I don't like him as a manager. And he's kind of past the point of relevance as a wrestler, really. Well, I think we had the same conversation like six months ago about him. Wow. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind. I don't mind him in 10-man tags. Um, but the one and, – well, and he did have a pretty good match against Jeff Cobb. I suppose. He did, he did have a pretty good showing against Jeff Cobb, so. He did, but – but he should he have? I mean, that's the thing. Is like, you know, is that was that the right spot to use 
somebody like Rocky Romero? It, you know, I, I disagreed with that at the time, but he's still, you can't change the fact now. He did have a good show. I mean, booking-wise, it was a dumb idea because Jeff Cobb was this unbeatable force at that point, and Rocky Romero came in and kind of pushed him around. Right. I mean, I mean, you're, 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 you're doing what, what a couple of the other guys here on LOP is, you know, try to try to say, which is, you know, appreciate something for what it is, not for what you want it to be. And, right. uh, I, and I, and I have a hard time doing that sometimes because I, I think that there's this, sometimes there's just things that are wrong that shouldn't be. And so why should I try to, why should I try to appreciate it for, for the, that wrong thing? Well, I'm not saying appreciate it. I'm saying he had a good showing. I'm not saying it was the right decision. I'm not saying I liked it. Just saying he had a good showing. Um, okay. But if you if you think about it, that was pretty much the end of Jeff Cobb's stigma as being this unstoppable force, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I think so. You know, and, and I don't know. I, I we just have to go back and watch that match and see you know how they how they put that stuff together. But you know, I I think they've been. Um, I, I thought that for a while, at least they were just going to try to tell a story that he was just kind of getting worn down with these injuries and stuff. But I don't know that they really, uh, I don't know that I've really heard them mentioning that quite a, you know, a lot lately. Because, I mean, him kind of getting pushed around against evil, that was the right co- show showing because that made him look like he wasn't this unstoppable monster like they'd made him out to be in his win against Punishment Martinez. And Shane Taylor kind of pushing him around, that made sense because, well, it's Shane fucking Taylor. Um, but then to have Rocky Romero come out and do it, that was kind of the end there. It, it, Jeff Cobb kind of lost a lot of his mystique at that point. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's actually very true. At the end of the day, it's hard to get that back when you're, when you're trying to, when you're, when you have to do something like, excuse me, like that. And then, you have to go across. You have to go across and sell for fucking Tai Chi too. I don't mind his loss to Tai Chi. I might be the only person on the planet that doesn't, but I don't mind it. No, I'm, I'm sure that there's other people that don't. But I, mean, I but I, but I'm not a fan of Tai Chi like you are. I'm not a fan of Tai Chi either. But I'm not saying I. I, I think that over the last few matches he did, starting with his match against, uh, um, his second match against Goto when he lost the belt, I thought he started to look. Different, good, different. Not like I mean, his gimmicks suck still, but. Um. Okay, so so here's where we get where we get back to this to the you know to to the whole thing about you know appreciating something for what it for what it is and not for what you want it to be. I, I'm not disagreeing with you that that Tai Chi is better than he was, or that he is different than he was in a in a good way, but. Why is he getting these opportunities at the age of like 37 or 38 that could be going to younger guys? Because um, who else out there can get that opportunity? I mean, they just pulled it off the two guys that really deserved that spotlight when Cotto lost it and then Osprey lost it. Right. And, and, and those, those, those are the two. I say Cotto's got the championship. Yeah, but those were the two guys that deserved that spotlight. When they pulled it off of them, it became the old man's club again with uh, Goto and uh, Taichi. There really is nobody else in that division anymore unless you want to throw Ishii back down there again, but he even he's in his mid-30s. 
Well, you know what? If you're not going to let if you're not going to let uh, Sonata be the world champion, you could at least let him have have a sniff of the never never title for a while. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. And and even even evil himself, evil only has held it one time for like six days. So it isn't like uh, evil's set the world on fire in that division either. You know, it's it's supposed to be a new blood championship anyway. That's that's what the original intention of it was, and we thought we were getting that with Osprey and Ibushi, and and now we're back to fucking you know Taichi. Well, wasn't the original definition of it as the Tough Man Championship? No, that's what it turned into. But but the original version, the original idea behind this trap was for it to be for basically like wrestlers under the age of thirty. Wow. Um, let me find it here. Okay, so so never is an acronym of the terms new blood, evolution, valiantly, eternal, and radical. And originally it was an NJPW promoted series of events which featured younger up and coming talent and outside wrestlers not signed to the promotion. So that's actually how the Never Championship originally came into into effect. Was it was kind of as a, um, I guess I guess almost like a an NXT type thing. Yeah. And then it was, and then and then when 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 the Never concept went by the wayside, it just became you know like their their bottom championship. And it really is their bottom championship too, isn't it? I mean, the junior heavyweight title has more. Prestige at this point than the never does. Right, I think the U.S. and I think the U.S. title probably has more prestige right now than the never does. Well, yeah, that, I mean that's actually had decent title holders. Granted, only three title holders, but it's had decent ones. Well, let's, let's see. There's been Kenny, Jay, Juice, Cody, and then Juice again, right? Yeah, so there's only been four, and all of them have been highly talented people. Yeah, so so four reigns by five by five wrestlers, all of which have been really over, you know, with that championship. So yeah, I agree. yeah, I mean, I I would I would you know I would even merge the two right now if if it were me, you know. I I don't know if I would merge them yet. But they've got to they've got to let somebody on hold that damn never title for more than one title defense. They have to. Yeah. I mean, right now it's just I mean when when Shibata and Ibushi were going for it in the uh, back in two thousand ten, it actually felt like it meant something. Now it just feels like it's it, it's not even worth having on the card anymore. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, I think you and I really enjoyed the concept of, the, of it being for tough men, and you know, the, and we haven't really had that since. Well, I mean, since at least the, at, at least at least since Goto lost the championship to Suzuki. I would say or, before or that. For the time. I think when Ishii lost it, is when it lost all this. Even though he lost it to to Suzuki, it still was. It was like the end of the tough guy era for it, because then you I don't got. Know. The, I, I, I think Goto and Suzuki both fit that role. I thought they had a decent feud, but it started to get silly. 
it, it was kind of like the um, you know back in the day the Kurt Angle uh, Edge shave uh, you know hair versus hair match, and the baldest guy is the one who loses. So we're gonna shave the baldest guy's head. It, it just it it didn't it didn't sit with it was, that's the kind of stipulation that kind of ruins everything for me. Why? Had Goto lost it and had to shave his hair when he had that mullet going, that would have been a little bit better than Suzuki, who had no hair. Okay, I, I guess I, I guess I can't argue with that. To me, it's just it, it, it's a hair versus hair match when you've got a bald guy against a guy with long hair, and the bald guy is the one who loses. It's a waste of a match. It's a waste of a stipulation. There, where's the drama in it? Yeah, you're 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 kind of taking away like a little more than I probably should be. Yeah. Did you ever? Did, do you remember the uh, Eddie versus Chavo hair versus hair match from WCW? Yeah, and that one pissed me off too. Well, <laughs> my my friends and I all thought that thought that what was going to happen is that Chavo was, was going to come to the ring with his head already shaved. Which would you have know? fit Chavo's character perfectly at that exactly, time. Exactly. I, mean, I still think one of, Go ahead. one of my favorite ever Chavo moments was when he rode that wooden horse to, uh, to the ring. Still Which, one of my favorite. Right. I can't remember. It was... I think he did it in like four or five different matches. He did it. He did it like pretty much every match for a while there. I thought. Did he? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I was. That was kind of. I'd already kind of punched out on WCW by that time, so I was just kind of checking in here and there. And wow. I just remember him. I remember watching him ride the, ride this uh, stupid little horse, wooden horse, to the ring, and I was glued to the TV until his match was over. At that point. You know what's really sad as I was as I was just thinking about this, and I know what the horse's name is. Shut up. It's Pepe. <laughs> Wasn't that about the same time? No, because Eddie had come over by that point. And you're right, yeah, yeah. it was Pepe. But I was going to say, wasn't that the same time that uh, Perry Saturn was uh, hanging out with Moppy? But I guess that was after, or that was before that, because Chavo came, or Eddie came over with uh, Perry Saturn. Yeah, I, I don't remember how the timelines are how the timelines worked there. I'd have to. I don't know. Well, you know, we're, we're gonna we'll, we'll get to it eventually when we're eventually, are, uh, are we... hopefully. Because my whole <laughs> Monday night thing, my whole Monday night uh, kind of feeling is uh, the war kicked off when um, uh, the the moment that Scott Hall appeared on WCW. Did I lose you? Are you there? Two and a half minutes in my mind when the war was at its highest peak. We lost you for a minute there, Jeff. Could you repeat that? I was I was saying that in my mind the war started when um, uh, Scott Hall appeared on WCW TV in that uh, you know Memorial Day of '96, and right. then the war ended when the Radicals appeared on WWE TV in on January 31st, 2000. 2000. To me, uh, that was the yeah, end of the war. So you yeah, got, because you know, then that's a big bomb drop to drop when you have four guys that are so young and so talented all get released so they can sign with another organization. And not just not just four young talented guys, but you had three uh, or though two of their top talent, Eddie Guerrero and Benoit, and then you had um, you know Guerrero or Malenko that was right behind them on talent level. 
It's strawberry banana. Strawberry banana? Yes. Banana. You know what I love the most about three-year-olds? He's going to keep saying strawberry banana for the next four minutes straight? No, the fact that when they want to tell you something, they will tell you it until you answer. It doesn't matter if you answer, answer them after the first time or the 75th time. They will keep asking the question until you answer. They're resilient little persistent fuckers. That's what I'm going to say. You know, that, that does remind me of some conversations when I was a customer service rep, too. Yeah, I had a few of those, too. <laughs> at, at one time, I wanted to devise a customer service line where we'd give people timeouts, like yeah. we would with our kids, when, uh, when they'd act like our toddlers do. We'd dump them into a timeout line where they'd have to go for a, sp- uh, a specified number of minutes. Yeah, you can already do that. It's just called putting them on hold. Yeah, that's a good point. No, don't say that. We have listeners that work in customer service. Um, we do? We have to. Okay. At least I hope yeah. we have listeners. Well, that's a good tip for them, though. You know, if you, if you need to cool down or your customer needs to cool down, just ask them to – they can hold while you research something and then uh, come back like two minutes later and see if the mood has changed for either one of you or both. That's a good point. Be a good customer service rep. Don't be a Jeff. <laughs> That's an even better point. <laughs> Don't do as I did. Listen to what I say, not what I do. Indeed. Um, so, I mean, that's basically the blocks for um, – is there anybody else you want me to look at the blocks for you for? Are there matches coming up? Not really, because outside of Shingo, Ishimori, and I, I think outside of those two, and El Fantasmo, I really don't have people that I want to see win this. Well, I, th- I think that really what needs to happen is that Dragon Lee needs to win the whole thing. And then at the end, you know, at the end of the tournament, we have... Um, um, him pick his opponent. Right, him, him pick his opponent, and he picks. You know the. I, I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my fucking head right now. Um, you know what I'm thinking of though. The guy's been injured for almost a year. That you know, Dragon oh, injured. Yeah. Um, um, Takahashi. Tana. Yeah. Yeah. Hiromu Takahashi. Hiromu yeah. Takahashi. You know, and that and then we get that match at Dominion. You know. That would actually make sense because they built that up so much in Dentaco. About how he's a placeholder and, you know, he's just holding this until Takahashi comes back and can, and can uh, take his rightful place at the top of the mountain again and all that stuff. Right. I don't, I mean, all they, I know is... If, if they can't do that, probably like the sexiest matchup, quote unquote, would be Skrull winning it and challenging lead. But I mean, who, I mean, and really at this point, does anybody really want to see Skrull in another title match on a big show where you know he's not going to win? You know, especially when nobody knows his future, except for him, because right. he seems to keep getting into all this stuff. So um, they must be playing, paying him on a per diem at this point, because I'm I'm almost Not positive his contract ended on May first. Yeah, me too. 
I'm just going to Google it here. Marty Skrull contract. You know what I wouldn't mind seeing again, though, is Dragon Lee versus uh, Tajiri Ishimori. Oh, well, you can you can just go back and watch yesterday's show then because you have to, I mean, today's show because that happened on, had happened today. Oh, I, I plan on it. That's what I'm watching tonight as soon as I'm done here. They, I've seen them in three matches, including that uh, triple threat match now, and mm-hmm. all three of them have been five-star matches. Those two have, have some sickening chemistry together. And I thought oh, come that on. That, tri- that, that triple threat was not a five-star match. It was a four-and-a-half, at least. You think so? I don't think they got. I think I think it ended as soon as it started getting going. Oh, see, yeah, I thought it. It, I thought it was. It wasn't as good as their single match was at Dentaku. That was amazing. Watching them mix that uh, lucha libre along with that strong style type wrestling was just. It was a thing of beauty to watch. You know, it's. I mean, we're talking. When I remember when you first came to me about the Kenny Omega match and that very first one where it was like a six and a half star match, and Meltzer had lost his shit over it, and everybody was calling it the greatest match of all time. And I just remember watching it, and the first thing I said to you was, eh, "I'll give it four and a half stars." I don't think there was enough time between high spots and the next high spot. It seemed like they rushed into high spots, and and I felt that way about that match. I did not feel that way about the Dragon Lee Ishimori match. They seemed to take the perfect amount of time between high spots. Then they would build. They you know they would have a little cool down period. Then they would build to the next high spot. Where with Omega and and Okada, I never got that. It was high spot, cool down, straight to high spot, and they didn't build to it. Where Ishimori and and uh, Dragon Lee, it wasn't just high spot after high spot after high spot. It was a high spot. Then they'd, you know, they'd have a little cool down period because they'd be laying there selling their injuries, and then they'd slowly build up to the next high spot, and, and they just kept that cycle going throughout the entire match. I thought it was perfectly spaced. I thought everything was done almost to perfection. Yeah, it was a really good match, but it, but you, but I'm, I'm never gonna I'm never going to agree with you about. Uh, Okada and, and Omega being less than six stars. Oh, nobody will. I, I'm kind of on on an island with that one. That, no, that's I'm, just I'm my sure feeling. It, was, it wasn't that, my. It no, just wasn't that my style. It just wasn't my style of match. It's like I mean, <laughs> you go back to Halloween Havoc ninety ninety seven, I believe. When everybody was going apeshit over uh, Eddie Guerrero Rey Mysterio, great match thought it was a phenomenal match but my match of the night was ddp versus uh um randy savage in that falls count anywhere match simply because it was the i felt like the eddie guerrero ray mysterio match although it was fun high paced was just high spot after high spot after high spot they didn't sell as much of it as they probably should have you know so i've i've always been on the on the low end of of matches like that those are not my thing I love them. I love watching them. But very rarely is a high spot filled match going to be my match of the night or match of the year. Well, I, I'm Unless it's with done. On that. I, I, I think uh, Savage versus DDP was much better than Crow versus Mysterio. And but, most people, I, I remember even back then getting into arguments of people saying, no, that was, you know, it wasn't that good. It was the match of the night was DDP and, and Savage. 
that was the one that had me on the end of my, edge of my seat. The Guerrero Mysterio match was fun because it was really the first time we got to see Lucha Libre at that high a level. But that's Lucha Libre wrestling is there's just high spot after high spot after high spot. Set up and storytelling does not. Go ahead. According to what? No, go ahead. I was just rambling. According to Dave Meltzer, he believes, he, he said that he doesn't know the date, but he knows it's up in the fall. In the Marty's fall? His contract is, is up in the fall. He signed a six-month extension in November. That's what we all thought, but apparently that's not true. Actually, that probably works out best. <laughs> he could be their big surprise when the TV show starts. Yep, or maybe even at all in too. Yeah. Huh. This which is makes why it even weirder, which actually makes it even weirder that they never put the world championship on him. Yeah, it really does. Unless they think if they put put him on it, put it on him in like June or July, it'll keep him around, stick, keep him around longer. Yeah, but then you cut a, then you cut Matt Tevin's knees out from underneath him. They've proven they don't care about that. I suppose. And they they proved proved that at final battle when they let Lethal walk out of there with that. Or no anniversary show. Dumbasses. No, I did not want notifications from Reddit. Does anybody ever? I know I'm just trying to read I'm trying to read some see if there's anybody any other comments about Scarl's contract here. No. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't know when this contract is up now. Well, according to Meltzer, it's in the early fall. I know. So, and we all know after listening to 83 weeks that Dave is chocked full of <coughs> information. And yeah, well, I, I mean, I guess I would, I would guess it's either up May 31st or it's gonna, or it's going to be sometime in the fall. You know, because because really, why would they keep why would they be keeping the villain club thing going if it was going to be up anytime soon? Just just well, watch, yeah, just watch, I mean, watch it. Yeah. when he won the title, or when they when they um, kept the six man title, that's when I was like, that's when it started to make no sense at all. Yeah, so I mean, so I mean, I guess I guess we're gonna we're gonna see around in Ring of Honor and New Japan longer than we expected to, which is which is fine. I mean, they've got AEW already has plenty of guys that they can showcase right now, and it, and it would yeah. probably and it would be nice if he was to come in there. I think we said, I think we mentioned this before, but kind of a chip on his shoulder that he was the one guy out of the friends that didn't get an immediate contract with them. Well, and I mean, they've already proven with their um, usage of certain talent in this. Uh, upcoming double or nothing pay-per-view that they just tap too much. They can't showcase what they have. Yeah, you're so bitter you're so bitter about MJF being in the battle royal, aren't you? Well not just MJF, but uh Joey Janela too. You know, and, and the, the, they 
make these huge signings and they end up in battle royals. Jimmy Havoc is nowhere on the card. <laughs> you know, it, it's great that they're making these huge signings and all, but if you're going to make a big deal out of them, you got to showcase them. Can I say something about Jimmy Havoc? What's that? I wish they hadn't signed. I wish they hadn't signed Jimmy Havoc. To me, Jimmy Havoc is just a, is just a, is just a trash wrestler. He's he, Mick he Foley from the. He brings nothing to the table whatsoever. No, he's not Mick Foley. He, he uh, is Mick Foley without any psychology. He's Mick Foley from the early 90s. With no psychology. No, I, in the early 90s, Mick didn't have any either. He just, just wanted to throw himself off balconies. He wanted to do that, but he, just, but he did it for a point and purpose, in my opinion. Not because, I mean, fucking Jimmy Havoc will like, cut people with paper. Big fucking whoop. Oh, and the pizza cutter incident. The pe- sure. pizza, cutter, pizza cutter incident that uh, backfired on him and sent him to the hospital because Tom Lawler cut a vein open with it? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree. Until I see Jimmy Havoc in an actual wrestling match, I, I just don't know that there's much of a use for him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, I, I haven't always. Said, I mean, I do think he's had a couple, couple of great matches with Tom Lawler. But I mean, other than that, I really haven't seen much that he's done that I've really enjoyed. I mean, may, or maybe I want to get Sammy Callahan too. But that's really all he brings to the table, in my opinion. He's got to be work. He's got to work with a great competitor to actually have a great match. Yeah, a great hardcore competitor though too. Like Sammy Callahan and him just had that hardcore chemistry. It's like Callahan is a little bit different. Where you look at Callahan, you see the baseball bat, you see the craziness, you see him and Pentagon, the war that they had. But then you actually see him with ring psychology and do things in the ring and actually put on really good matches without all the hardcore shit. I haven't seen that out of Jimmy Havoc yet. Unless Jimmy Havoc is swinging a chair, he hasn't put on a good match. And sometimes when he swings a chair, he isn't, he isn't putting on a good match. Most of the time. Right. So, I mean, he's, he's one of the guys that I kind of look at him like, um, no. He reminds me of New Jack. Yes. Where the only thing he... Where the... The only thing he can do is a hardcore match where he's hitting people because he doesn't have any other moves in his skill set. And it, and I could be completely and I, I think, could what, be what, completely what, wrong. Well, I don't know. You've seen him in you've seen him in more environments than I than I have. I mean, you you watch him more in Defiant and you see him in other well, he things. Was only, than he was only in Defiant for a couple of weeks before Mark Haskins turned on him and then he left. He lost the. He ended up getting injured and couldn't defend his hardcore belt. So, no fun done. Ended up winning it in a three-way match, and then we haven't seen him since. Oh, I guess I just that, he, was, he was still around there. No, no, I I only saw him in two matches in Defiant. The rest have all been in MLW. Where he shows up from time to time in order to stink up the joint. I heard it's because he's doing things with progress. But I don't know enough about. I don't think I've ever seen a progress match. 
Um, uh, I don't know. I don't think I have either, honestly. Um, I know what I was going to say. No, I, I had something I was going to say, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just know that I, I'm not a fan of his. Oh, I know what I was going to say. You, know, you mentioned him being like new. You mentioned him being like New Jack, and I was thinking, at least he doesn't come to the ring with rap music playing in the background for ten minutes. You know, <laughs> so I'll, so so in that yeah, so in that sense, I'll take, I'll, t- I'll take uh, Jimmy Havoc over over New Jack. That is some of the worst shit ever. I can't believe that Paul Heyman let that go. Why would you let a guy come to the ring and then just let his music play for the first half of the match? I don't understand what, what that has was, to do. And it wasn't even just in matches. Like he would come down in the ring after he could come down after the shows because he couldn't even wrestle in a match. He would just come down there and start attacking people, and his and the music would play to end the shows. It just makes no sense. What was so good about his music? Um, nothing. I loathed it. I don't understand what the gimmick was. It makes no sense to me. We need to get Paul Heyman on the air to explain that shit to us. Why he allowed that? He would school us and, and make us eat our own lunch. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. It would still be fun yeah. to have him on, though, for sure. No, just to get just to eat our own lunch. Yes, instead of instead of Arlo eating it for you. Shh, don't say his name. He's been quiet for three minutes. Oh, so so you're you're about ready to have him hear him ask you the same question thirty times in a row? I, I, that's just going to happen <laughs> if you jinx me. Right now he's laying upside down on the couch watching Paw Patrol. So things are good. Yeah, my granddaughter was Paw Patrol too. So I don't know. You got anything else uh, to discuss this week? Yeah, I, I I think without talking or without getting the MLW watch like I wanted to, um, I think that's that and, you know, not getting to watch all of the Duntaco like I wanted to go back and do. Or the world of the world, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, you know, I, 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 I really wanted to watch uh, MLW, but, I, you know, I was, I was kind of like, I really did not want to watch um, Phoenix versus um, LA Park, so I was kind of like, Ugh. yeah. Yeah, and I was I was fine. I mean, I was pumped up with the. I watched the Ace Austin and um, Ray Horos match, and then I was settling in. I was going to watch this uh, tables match, and then just I don't know what it was. I saw the cat on Teddy's heart on Teddy Hart's shoulder, and I was just like, I, I'm not in the mood for this right now. I never got back to it. <coughs> yeah, Tim's match wasn't bad, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 it was the next episode where I kind of like was totally. I seemed like I was out of it the entire episode, and, and you know, I think, and I think a lot of it was that, you know, we were getting um, Pentagon, and I think I said Phoenix, or but Pentagon taking on, um, L.A. Park, and it was just like, yeah, I don't care about either. I don't care about this. Well, for me, we. Had three of my favorite wrestlers in the in in the ring at one time on the tables match, you know. So it was a lot like the Ace Austin Ray Horos match. It took me almost a week and a half to watch that match because I wanted to make sure 
that I was fully concentrated on just that match. Which match was that? That was that uh, uh, Ace Austin versus Ray Horvitz. Oh, I see. Okay. Right before the table match, because I knew we were getting two just spectacular wrestlers. I mean, Ray, both those guys have just incredible futures ahead of them. And I really wanted to see how they work together, their chemistry together. So it, it's, I had to be in a mood and in a position where I could just sit down and devote nothing but 15 minutes of my eyes glued to the screen. Right. So, and, and it was, it's kind of the same way with that tables match. It's like there, there are certain matches that you can kind of listen to and get the gist of them. And, you know, if, if it sounds like they're good or the announcers are putting over like it's a great match, you go back and watch it later. Or if it doesn't sound good, you just let it go. And then there's other matches that you're so looking forward to that you have to devote all your senses to that match at that time. And I just haven't, I didn't find the time to do that with that AS Austin match until you know, this last weekend. And then I did, you know, when it came time for the tables match, all of a sudden my kids start, got here and started making noise. And it was like, oh, okay, I guess, you know, that's going to have to wait. Yeah, I totally get it. When you have kids, it's very hard to pay attention to pretty much anything, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's one of those matches. It's not like I could just flip it on and kind of get the gist of it as I'm, you know, half watching it while playing with my kid or something. It, to me, with those three guys, with Hammerstone, MJF, and Teddy Hart in there, it's one of those matches where I have to pay attention to it in order yeah. to get, get the story they're trying to tell. I have to pay attention to it. Yeah, you know, and I like what's the other guy's name? Is it Richard Holiday? Yeah. Yeah, the third guy in there. I mean, it's it, he's not really shown me much yet, but I do like his personality. And I like that he's kind of surrounded by two other guys that are super talented in both aspects, you know, right. you know, chari- you know, charisma, mic work, and uh, and in the ring, so that he's he's getting more development. Because I, I do think he's got a kid character, and I do think he's got good charisma, but I do, th- but I think he needs more work, like actually on the mic, and he needs more work, obviously in the rings. But so I, I think they, I think they put him in a good stable for him, and I think it's going to be a great, a good, st- you know, breakout spot for the other two. Well, the thing about Hammerstone that I think I like the most is he's got that quiet talent where he just looks like he, he's he got that, I don't want to call it like um, a big guy type of charisma where you're just afraid of who he is. He's just got something about him that keeps your eyes on him at all times. He does, but he's also got the talent. And, I mean, he's also got the, he still has the big guy stuff too. Yeah, and he's got he really does seem to have the it factor to him. And he's got the um, he definitely has you know his chops on the mic seem to be pretty decent too. He knows how to yell. He knows when to yell and when to calm it down. He knows when to you know let through the one the little one liners and you know and cut it back and be serious. He seems like he's got he's hitting all the points on his promo work too. Where it's like yeah. Teddy and Hart I, and does I, and that, I, and I also like, and I also like he, where he seems like he had, he's on this short fuse where he, where his time in the dynasty may not last very long because the other two kind of just piss him off. Yeah, I think everybody pisses them off. I think so too, but I, 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 think, I think I think he's kind of like uh, you guys are irritating. I'm just with you for now, you know. He def he definitely seems to have that with Richard Holiday. I will say that. The whole limo incident, he definitely seemed like he was getting annoyed with Holiday. 
Oh, it's, speaking of which, I, I love that. So, uh, yeah, I parked it right outside, right in the handicap spot. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I, th- I think my favorite part of that whole, that whole segment was Pillman. Pillman mooning him as he drove off and Hammerstone. I, and I had to see Pillman's ass. I, yeah. I don't know. That whole, that whole segment was great. It was. And normally I don't like those uh, campy segments like that, but I thought that whole segment was good. Yeah, I I, I liked it, and uh, you know, and I think that that table match was a nice uh, follow up to it. So you I mean, you hopefully you get a chance to watch it this week and pay attention to it. Oh, I'm sure I will. You know, I, I when Arlo goes to bed, you know, he usually goes to bed about eight eight thirty. If I don't fall asleep with him, which you know, last time he was here, I did. I usually have time to at least catch an hour, hour and a half of wrestling before I go to bed. Well, there you go. So, so you, I, so you have that match, and you have Ishimori versus Dragon Lee to watch. Oh, and that you. one, I oh Ishimori Dragon Lee is what I'm going to turn on the second that little boy lays his head down. Yeah, that is, that is definitely uh, I've got to watch. I do. not not blame you whatsoever for that. So, um, I think we've hit everything we're gonna hit this week. You know, I, I I did work this out as a wild card ADD episode. I think we I think we delivered on that. So, <laughs> yeah, that we definitely did. So next week we'll next week we'll, we'll try to cover the Evolve show. We'll try to cover um, some of the best of the Super Juniors. We'll try to cover uh, Homecoming, right? So, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> so so we'll try to we'll try to get all that stuff watched for you guys. Um, hopefully I'll have a, hopefully, you know, Game of Thrones will end it on a high note and I won't be all, uh, butthurt about, uh, in more ways than one because of the diarrhea shit I've been having lately, but, um, enough of that. So we'll, we'll catch you guys next week, but until then, stay tuned to all the other LLP radio shows. So tomorrow we have One Nation Radio and The Global Revolution. On Wednesday, we have Sports Entertainment is Dead. On Thursday, we have, uh, The Perfect Ten Wrestling Podcast. On Friday, the right side of the pond. On Saturday, all about all elite wrestling, which will which will be their uh, final show before Double or Nothing, and <coughs> and then um, on Sunday we have the Doc says, and again we'll be back with you next week. Uh, this is Shane saying long days, pleasant nights, and Jeff saying goodbye. <laughs>